Starting the bottom line of Ayin Dalit Amad Alpha, Kareh Amanas Litvar. If you tear um, in order to sow, so then you're going to be Chaya for the tearing. So the Gemara wants to understand, again, all Malachas have to trace back to the Mishkan. So Kriya Mishkan Mihava, where did they tear in the Mishkan? Rabbi of Zerah, Darmi Tavayra, they say, Shekin Yuriya Shanafal Bardarna, if a worm um, ate part of the, pierced a hole in part of the Uriahs, so then Kairimba, they would tear it, Vitaifrin, in order to repair it, they had to first tear it, rip it out, even out the hole, and then sew it. Amar Rav Zotra Bartov, Yomar Rav, Hamoiseich, Hamoiteach, somebody who stretches, Chut Shel Tzfir B'Shabbos, Chayev Chatos. So we're talking here, I think I'm on the right daf, right, guys? I started on Ayin Dalad on a base, and now I'm on Ayin Ham and Alf. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Ayin Dalad on a base. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so we want to know where was Kriya in the Mishkan. We say, in case Uriah Shanaf of Aldarna, a worm fell in, uh, you know, a worm attacked the uh, Uriah, the curtains. Kairimba, they would rip out the area where the worm attacked. Vitaifrin, uh, Isa, and then they would sew that area to repair the curtains. I'm Rav Zutri Bartovia, I'm a Rav. So if, let's say somebody sewed a garment and it was like loose threads. And then let's say that was done before Shabbos. And now on Shabbos, what you did was you pulled the end of the threads to tighten up the stitching. So means to stretch. You're going to be because that is considered sewing, even though you didn't insert the needle and extract the needle, but you did pull it. You tighten the threads. That would be considered sewing. Somebody, uh, somebody who learned something from a magush. We're going to see what a magush is. Somebody who knows how to, who understands the chachmas of how the constellation works. And he doesn't calculate them. Also, you can't talk with him. So let's discuss these, these two things independently. Magushta. What's a magushta? It's a witch. It's a blasphemer. Right, somebody who um, decides he goes off the derek, he goes off the derek, and he decides to uh, hang out with Avodah Zarah, and uh, he he spends his day blaspheming God. He curses out Hashem. So to time the Rav the Amar Gudufi must be that Rav. Right, we have Machlekes here. What is a Magush? Okay, and Rav we have one person said a witch, one person said a blasphemer, magu, uh, uh, somebody who's Megadev. So it must be proof that Rav is the one who holds it is a blasphemer. Damar Rav Zutra Bar Tuvia Amar Rav. He says, if you learn something from a Magush, you're in fact Chayiv Misa. If you want to say that it's going to be a witch, the Pasuk says, that you may not learn, okay, from the Chukos Hagayim, you may not learn the ways of the witchcraft, okay, to do. But you can, you are able to study witchcraft in order to um, in order to understand and to be able to teach and to, you know, to avoid it. Okay, so you're allowed to, you're not allowed to practice witchcraft, but you can learn witchcraft. And if you, what, what was the member? The member said, if you learn something from a witchcraft, well, if you can't, from a witch, if you can't learn something from a witch, and he's saying it's mutter to learn, to understand it, not to practice it, so it must be that if you're high, if, if you're high of Misa for doing for learning something from a magush, it must be that a magush is not a witch. Because Rav holds that it's okay to learn from a witch, you just can't practice. Tistayim. So we see that that Rav must hold that a magushi is a blasphemer. Amar, now we're going to discuss the other memra, which is somebody who understands how to uh, interpret 
the constellations. I'm Rishon Ben Pazim, Rishon Ben Levi, Mishon Bar Kapara. Kol Hayodea Lachshayv Bitzkufes Mazalas. Person who knows how to, um, you know, how to calculate the Tkufas and Mazalas, the different, the horoscopes, right? All the different. Um, uh, and he doesn't do it. I love Akasav Aimer. The Pasuk says, The works of Hashem, they did not uh, look at, right? They didn't gaze. They didn't see Hashem's work. How do we know that it's a mitzvah to actually calculate the Tkufas and Mazalas? The Pasuk says, You should watch it and do it. We're talking about the Torah. That we have to do things, the Chachmas of Torah that exists, we have to, we're required to be a Eneha Amim. We have to be a light unto the nations, right? We have, if there's a Chachma in Torah, we have to practice it in order to show that Torah, to, to, right, we're Machshav the Torah that way. And he learns, Rabbi Yechonah learns that what is this? That is the Tkuvas Mazalos. That's how all the constellation works. And Rashi, very interesting, Rashi here says that he says that um, he goes through it. He says that if you want to know, like the farmers, farmers' almanac, if you want to know all of the different um, things, events that will occur, let's say weather patterns and things like that, if it's going to be a wet year or a dry year, um, all these things are all able to be read from the Understanding the mazolis and the path, the pathways of of the sun and the moon, right? That affects weather. So to understand all of that, and that if you know how to do it, and you don't do it, right? If you don't, if you if you don't um, calculate these things, then you're wa- you're wasting an opportunity to be in enea amim. That you, we're able to essentially predict the future by understanding the chachmas mazolis. And since we have that ability, if if one would have that ability, he must practice it. Um, and if he doesn't, then also a sapere menu. It's like you know, you put him in cherem or whatever. That you, because he's not, he's not um, doing what he has the ability to do. Hatzad svi, on to the next malacha. Somebody who traps a an animal. Tan rabban. Hatzad chilazin. So the chilazin was a fish that its blood made tchelas. So if you trap a chilazin, the hapoitzay, and you squish it, you're only going to be chayev for one, which is. Chalazan, a fish, a snail, I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's that thing, I thought it was a fish, but the thing that Tchelas comes from. Okay, whatever that animal is. Ain't a chayv achas. If you find the chilazan and you think it's a fish, you put it in water, it'll probably get badly. Okay. If you, let me know when you find the and Call me and then we'll figure it out together. So, um, if you squish it, you only chayv one. Rabbi Huda Amar Chayv Shtaim Yechayv Two. Shay Rabbi Huda Amar He says Pitzia Bechal Disha. That we understand the halacha. We have a halacha of dash of threshing. And what is dash? That's removing, um, you know, uh, uh, food. Right. It's removing the food from the like peeling. Like peeling would be dash. Right. So it's removing the food from or the thing that you want from something else. So. Um, when you're squishing it out to get the the dye out, you want the the tchelas. So you want the tchelas dye, so that would be that would be a problem of dash. Amrulai the chacham responded in pitzila the chal disha pitzia squishing is not dash. That that is dash would be like peeling or removing, but to actually just squish it that would not be dash. Amar Rava, my time is rabbanon. Why did the rabbanon hold that you are not going to be chayiv for dash? 
Kasavri, they hold ein disha elagdule karka. The rabbanon hold that you could only have dash by something that grows from the ground. The fish here is a being, or the chilaza in the snail. Snail is a being, either one. Ah, uh, okay. I call God Elba as the Chilazon. Okay, wonderful. I'm literally part of a WhatsApp group called Chilazon. That's how I know that. Okay, so um, you'll have to change it to fish now. So now, according to Rabbi Yehuda, why are what about Natiel Sushama? So the Rabbanon and Rabbi Yehuda are having machlekes whether you're going to be chayiv for um, tzeda. That everybody agrees you're going to be chayiv for trapping the animal. Now, what about uh, dash? That's where the machlekes Rabbanon hold ain dash ain dash al karka. And Rabbi Yehuda says no, it applies to chalazin as well. Practicing Gemara, but the chayiv nami mishim etiel sushama. Why aren't you going to be chayiv for taking this when you squish this animal? You are taking it, you kill it. Rabbi what's, Yechanan, the Isr, what's the So it it comes from the Mishkan. It's very interesting that you, you ask that now because we're gonna have to understand this better for the next for the next so I'll just discuss it now. That uh, things malachas are required according to the way we're learning this Gemara, according to Rashi's Pshat, that the Lamatas Malachas are malachas that they needed to do in order to build the Mishkan. So in order to build the Mishkan, they needed hides. Right, They needed hides. If they needed hides, so they had to kill an animal to get the hides. So therefore, we have an Isser of Natilas Neshama. That's an official Isser of Natilas Neshama on Shabbos. Again, none of the 39 Malachas are listed directly in the, in, in the Torah. We all learn it from the Mishkan, the Pasuk of Ayakel, right, where it said... Um, uh, right, so it's, it's all that we understand this concept that you're not allowed to do malacha on Shabbos. That's all we know, and then we learn out from it thirty nine malachas, and those are because it's from the Mishkan. It has to do with things building the Mishkan. Nitiel sashama is something that was required in order to get hides for the Mishkan. You'd have to take, you'd have to kill an animal to is take it. Is there a reason why we're referring to it as nitiel sashama instead of saying Because, and you'll see in the next sugya that. Shechita is a form of killing an animal, but it's not necess- it's, only a, it's only a necessary form if you want to eat it. If you just need the hides, you can choke it. Correct, and we're going to discuss it. We're going to discuss it in the next Sugya, yes. The is going to discuss exactly that kasha. Why is it Ashaychit? Let's see. Okay? It, 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 depends, on, it depends on what, what you're chayef for in Ashaychit. Is it Natil Sashama or is it Tseveya, which we're going to see in a moment here. But let's, yeah? So, what about the point is we see that according to Naftali's question, like we'll, and we'll see that in order that in the Mishkan you had to be able in order to build the Mishkan you had to have killed an animal. So therefore, Natiel Sushama is an Isser. The Sushama. Rabbi you squished out the, the blue dye when it was already dead. Rabbi Amar. So I, I guess, I guess what we're saying is, you're right, and a branch can fall off a tree on its own, and we can collect empty branch, right? So I think what we're saying is, when you have to build it, right, it's like, what do you put on the work order? We need three hides. How are we going to get it? We're going to kill an animal. It doesn't necessarily mean they will have to, but on the work order, that's what was on the uh, construction work order for the Mishkan, Okay.
They, what they were, what they probably wouldn't do. Again, what they probably wouldn't do was was say, you know what? We'll have the work crew ready to go. We'll be all ready to do the hides. We'll just wait for an animal to die until we can get some hides. So I mean, right? I mean, yes, you could, but that's not a practical way. In the that wasn't part of the architecture of the Malachas Hamishkan. Anyways. Exactly. I'm Rabbi Echanan. Shepatzai mace. So he squeezed, he squished it, he squished out the dye when, when the animal was already dead. Rabbi Amar, I feel the same as Even if the animal was still alive, he was squishing out the blood. He wasn't trying to kill the animal, he was just trying to get some of its blood. What if you're squeezing an animal for its blood? It's going to eventually die. I mean, right? I mean, it's going to happen. Mara says, no. Shani Hacha. That by specific to chilas and specifically to the blue dye, the kama the isbe neshama tveini chalei ki hechi the litzol That as long as the animal's alive, it actually produces a clearer blue dye, and therefore not only does he not care if it dies, he actually doesn't want it to die. He needs to squeeze the animal to get some of the blood out, but he wants it to be alive because it'll have a clearer a blue. The tchelas is a clearer blue when when. Exactly. No, he is. That he is. Everybody agrees it's chayes for teda. There was a machlekes in regards to dash. And now the Gemara wants to understand. Aside from teda or dash, which we understood, what about Natiel Sushama? We're saying there is no issue of Natiel Sushama because he does not want the animal to actually die. The next malacha shechita. So shechit mishemai chayev. For what are you chayev? And like now we understand this question better. Meaning, if you needed hides, just choke the animal. So what is the Isra of Shechita? There's no Isra of Shechita in the Mishkan. They, they, wouldn't, requ- they wouldn't be required, um, right? So there w- they wouldn't be, um, th- there wouldn't be a requirement or a purpose in Shechting it. So Rav Amar Misham that it's because it's, a, it's an effective way to produce a red dye. V'shmol Amar Misham Natiel Sashama. Okay, Ra. <coughs> And according to Rav, you're only chayiv that it's seveya. Now, what is it seveya here? That when you shech the animal, the blood will soak the area of the base hashchita. And uh, right now, it, it colored it red. And sviya is a malacha in the mishkan. Okay, that they have to do dying in the mishkan. And that's the reason why you can't shech, because you'll end up dying something. So, and according to Rav, you're only chayiv for dying but for taking life, then you're not going to be high for killing the animal? Isn't it usually, isn't it usually in? Even our school here is in. It doesn't make sense. No, it's Mishim Tzeveya in. It's Mishim Tzeveya in. You're high for Tzeveya, Mishim Tzeveya. You're not high for Tzeveya. So, Ema Af Mishim Tzeveya, that according to Rav, it's going to be both. You're high for Shechting. No, no. It, mean, it, it means it means it means yes. It means yes. It means yes. Okay. It means yes. You're chayiv according to Rabbi Shmuel. You're not chayiv Shmuel. So according to Rabbi, you have to say it's both. I'm a Rab. Now Rab says because it sounds like a pretty wacky shot. If you think you're chayiv for shechting an animal, we could have said you're chayiv for nitiel sushama. Rab says no. You're chayiv not only for nitiel sushama but also for dying. I'm a Rab. Milsa de Amri. 
This that I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain it. That later generations shouldn't come. And, they should, and then they should laugh at me for saying that Shechita uh, for dying. What is the what is what do you gain by tzeveya? Right? What what why is this a positive action? The dying that when you shecht an animal, why is that an action? Why what, who who cares if it dies the base of shechita? What do you need it for? And where it says. Uh, okay, that the base hashchita gets soaked with dama with blood. people will see it. They'll come and they'll buy. Meaning that when the it looks a freshly shechted animal, they used to hang out the neck where it looked red. It attracted people to say because that was a way of saying this was shechted today. It's a fresh piece of shechted uh, cow. It's a fresh. It's a fresh shechted cow. Moving on to the next malachas, salting and tanning the hides, right? Working the hides of leather. So, that salting was a process of tanning the leather. So, why are these two separate things? They both say, that you have to take out one of these, either malach or ma'abed, because it's redundant, it's the same thing. Malach is a ma'abed, that's a way of tanning. You take out one of these and put in sirtut, making lines. Okay, now there's a machlekes what this sirtut is. Rashi learns the sirtut is that if you want to cut something, it's sirtut mishum mechatech. If you want to cut something, so before you would cut it, you would trace it out, and then you would cut along the line you traced. Um, other Rishonim learn sirtut, like we have in a Sefer Torah, is mishum um, ksiva, that it's creating lines in order to write straight, so line your, to line your paper. Okay. Now, Amar Barhuna, Haiman de Malach Bisra, a person who salts his regular meat, right? You put salt on your, on your flesh. Chayiv Mishum Ma'abed, you're Chayiv for working it because it also will do something to the meat. Rabbi Amar now, he says, Ain't even Malacha, Ain't Ibud Ba'ichlin, that there is no concept of tanning when it comes to food. It's only the hides, which are not, no longer edible, that is subject to um, tanning. Amar Rav Ashi. Right, but putting salt on a piece of leather to work the piece of leather is, in effect, ma'abed. But it's not leather until you do this. I understand, but it is, the iser here is to process the leather. Salting the leather is processing it. So why do we need both? Correct. And then Rabbah says, no, ain't even I'm a Rabashi, but if you Rabbah Rabbah, who no, wait, right? Wait, we're going to reclassify it. We're going to say no. He didn't really mean putting salt on your chalent meat on Shabbos is going to be a problem. That's only if he's putting salt on it. Salt functions as a preservative. That's only if he's got to go on a road trip and he needs to take his, uh, his pastrami and he needs to save it. They didn't have uh, coolers in those days. So he would salt it, right, and turn it into salted meat which is a preservative, it'll last for a long time, that's a problem. Avalabesa, but for your chalent meat, right, he, right, to make beef jerky, correct. Avalabesa, but to salt it, to eat your chalent, loy mashvi inish michle eats. A person's not going to put that much salt on to turn it into, you know, to turn it into beef jerky. That's too much salt. A person's not going to do it. And therefore, to just salt your regular meat 
that you're eating for your Suda, that is certainly not going to be a problem. Even if you don't have to come on to what Rava said is ain't Ibad Ba'echlin, even Rabba, uh, the way Rava Ashi understands Rabba Rav Huna, that even Rabba Rav Huna will agree to that. Smoothing out, right? So you get you smooth out the hides. You cut something. These are isurim in the uh, 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 in the Mishkan. Amar of Acha Bar Chanina Hashaf Bein Hamudim B'Shabes Chay Misham Amachik. Somebody who pats down the dirt. Let's say you have like a mound of dirt in between. Uh, let's say two Amudim. So you want to just flatten it out. So you um, you pat it down. That's going to be Chay Misham Amachik. That is the isur of smoothing out. You're smoothing out the dirt. Amar Rav Chia Bar Abba. Here are the following three additional malachas you're chayef for. Somebody who sharpens if you just sharpen the end, the edges of a pole. So I guess, right, like they have like a spike, right, like for like a moat or something where they have a spike on the top. So you take, take a, a pole. So you're not actually cutting, you're just sharpening it. You're not cutting into two pieces. That's still cutting. Ha somebody who smooths out a bandage on Shabbos is Chaimishamachek. That is for smoothing. The Hamasatis is having somebody who chisels a stone, Bishabis Chaimishamakabatish. That is Makabatish. Amir Yeshua ben Kisma, Amir Shim ben Lakish, Hatsar Tsura Bekli, somebody who engraves a Kli, so the Kli is already done, and you just do the final engraving, the Hamanafeach Bekli's Chuchis, somebody who blows a glass Kli. Right, so let's say you want to uh, fix it or change the shape, so you reheat it up and then you reblow it. Glass blowing—that's how you make glass. These are finishing. Makavatish is a is a finishing malacha. It's a malacha for finishing the production of a kli. These two things, tzartzura and menafeach, Somebody who takes cuts off the loose threads from their clothing. Chayev Mishamakavapatish, that is also Makavapatish, meaning at the end, let's say everything was handmade. So if you had your, your baguette, your shirt was uh, stitched, right? And now it has a couple of loose threads. Cutting it off would be considered the final um, act of producing the baguette. That's only if you cared about it. So then, then you cut it off before you, um, you know, give the shirt to the customer or whatever. But, or, or once you're done making it, then you cut it off. But if you don't really care about it anyways, then cutting them off would not, would not be a required step to complete the baguette. If you write, that's a, the Isra of Sivan Shabbos is two ICOs. Now, why two ICOs? So, Tanra Banan Kasaf Ois Achas If let's say you wrote one big letter, but you took up the amount of space that it would take to write to, potter. Why? Because it's two ICS because that's how they used to mark the Krashim and the Mishkan. That in order to match up the Krashim when they need to build the Mishkan, they would put two letters there and that's how they match it up and therefore it's Dafka two letters. To contrast this, Machak Eskadela, let's say you erased one big, huge um, letter, you did Mechika erasing in an area that had enough space that where two word, two letters could have been written, then you're chayev. That meichak is more chamer. You don't even need to actually erase two letters. You just need to erase the space of two letters as opposed to kaisev, where in order to be chayev, you have to write two actual letters. I can write one letter on 
it's Pater Abelasser, you're not allowed to, but you're not going to be Chai for it. Is it also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How about now? You have one of those two down. I'm not sure which one it is, though. No. <laughs> you know, you know that you know that when I do that, it's just a sign of love, right? You know that. You know me for 20 years, so. There you go. I have a pep in my step. That's right. Okay. Building, destroying, mechaber. Lighting, Vahamavir, okay, I'm extinguishing, lighting, Vahamakva Patish, and, right, the final Malacha making a clay. Rabba Varev Zera, the Amri Tarvayu, they both say, Komidi di Isbe Gemar Malacha, anything that has a Gemar Malacha, Chaimishamakva Patish. Now, I, I discussed with a couple people, nobody has a great, okay, what's the Gemar coming to say here? Komidi di Isbe Gemar Malacha, Chaimishamakva Patish. I think it's coming off of yesterday's Gemara. I haven't seen this anywhere, so it could be completely wrong. But um, yesterday, if you remember yesterday's Gemara, we said that somebody who produces a, a, um, a barrel at a cheres, so we said they're chay of sheva, but a tanor, they're chay of eight. Why? Because, because you have to put, it requires one extra step that it has to be glazed. The tanor has to be glazed. It has to have some material on the outside, and that's makavapatish. I think what it's saying is, is that makavapatish, um, that... It, it, there has to be a finishing malacha. It's not just that the last malacha you do to it will automatically be chayv mishamakavapatish. Is it has to be a malacha that is exclusively its exclusive purpose is nothing else other than finishing the keli. So I don't know yesh laden if this is actually true or not, but I, I, that's the way I think the gemara is trying to say. That, that's what I think the gemara is trying to say. Eloavas malachas. Wonderful. That's applications, right? The Gemara is going to discuss later. This is not the Iker Sugya Makabapatish. I'm not, it just comes off, it just comes, we just, because we brought certain Amarim that we're discussing things that were relevant to Malachas, which we were discussing, they're, they're, we will discuss Makabapatish uh, more in detail later. Rabbi Rav Zeyr, I'm sorry. Elu Avas Malachas, these 39 are the Avas Malachas. Elu, what does it mean? These are the Avas Malachas. La Afuke. Okay, so what are we, what are we, um, Coming to exclude. Okay, that we discussed this before, that these are the Avas Malachis, meaning these are the ones that if you do multiple Avas Malachis, you're Chayev. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. These are the Avas Malachis that if you do an Av and a Tolda, you're only going to be Chayev one. Rabbi Eliezer argues on that. And I did mention this at the beginning of the Sugya, that if you do, um, if you do all of the, each, all of the 39 malachas, you're going to be like we know. We've had this many times, you're going to be 39. But if you do an av and it's tolda, our tana holds that you're only chayev one. Rabbi Eliezer, um, Rabbi Eliezer uh, holds that you're going to be chayev al makam av. That if you do an av and it's tolda, you're going to be chayev two. One for the av, one for the tolda. Chaser achas, that it's mem chaser achas. What, what are we saying that it's mem chaser achas? That it's only 39. Fukim Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda argues, Detanya, he holds there's more than 39. Detanya, Rabbi Yehuda, Moisif, as Hashavit, lining up the threads for the weaving process, Vamadaktek, and uh, beating the, the material, 
Again, that's also part of the line, uh, uh, um, production process. Amrulai, they said, no, the Chachamim argue on Rabbi Yehuda. They say these two don't count. Shevet, Harehu Bechal Mesach. Shevet lines up with Mesach. Medaktek, Rebbe Bechal Oireg. Medaktek lines up with Oireg with weaving. Oh no, I'm sorry. The Pashup shot in, in, in why it said the beginning 39 or why at the end, right? There's two. There's two. Uh, because we're going to use. Um, I think we're going to use it, right? We 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 learn it. We learn it to to exclude. I think we say it. Isn't that havara um, havara lulav yotzes or lechalik yotzes? Yeah. Yeah. I believe. I I could be wrong here. I believe that it's it's because there's one of them that's different than the others, and that's like havara lulav yotzes or lechalik yotzes. It depends on that machlekes. That there's one malacha that's different than the others, but I mean here. What are you saying? No, that, that, that's the same thing in Makos and Gemara Makos. Also, it's it's not forty whips, forty lashes. It's thirty nine. Right, Abarim Chasar Achas. So why they're all? So it's a modern lashon, no? If I'm wrong, then it's it's using that lashon because it's. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, here, I think that this Gemara is not coming to address that. It's just coming to address why it, it says, why we have to end off saying these are the 39, right? We started off saying, right, what did we start? We said, that we're addressing here why we have to start the Mishnah with there's 39 and why we have to end with 39, right? So the Gemara wanted to know, number one, why do you need to count at all? Now we're just addressing why did you need to end? These are the 39. What are you coming to tell me? These are 30. Yes, I, I got it. You said there were 39. You listed them. Why do I have to say these are the 39? We're literally in the middle of Sphere Simer. It's not Hamishan Pachas Achas. It's 49. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, I think we're going to have to end this Mishnah with 39. Okay. You'll look it up, and tomorrow I expect you to find the answer. Okay. Zuck the Mishnah. Vaid Klal Amru. Another rule. Now we're, gonna, we're discussing here um, what you're Michayev for carrying out on Shabbos. So the basic rule is that if something is fit for consumption, right, is a normal, not fit for consumption, but it's a normal amount of food, okay? And there'll be a fundamental machlekes here, but let's just talk about it in, in general before we talk about the specifics. Let's say, you know, in order to be a chayev for carrying food out, it has to have a minimum shear of food, okay? Meaning, if you have a teeny speck, a crumb of food, you are not going to store that, right? You're going to throw it away with the table or whatever, but you're not going to put that away for safekeeping. So, any type of food that you generally would, um, would store away, and you store it in that specific quantity, right? So you'll store bread, but you won't store a crumb of bread. You'll have to store a piece of bread, a half a piece of bread, a quarter piece of bread, at a certain point, you're not storing it anymore. You're not, you're not putting it away. You, bring, you take that amount of food out on Shabbos, you're going to be chayv chatas olav. 
Okay, now for for Michael Adam, for a person, it's Kigroy Grace. That's the shear of food. But here we're going to discuss, and for the next number of blot, we're going to discuss what the minimum shear is for all these things. Anything that is not usually stored. And you don't store it in a specific amount of quantity. Only the person who stores it will be chayib. So the Tanakhama, the Rabbanon hold, and we'll see in a second, someone's going to argue on this, that the, the Rabbanon hold that there, there's a universal shear for storing. So let's say food is a grace. Anything less than that, if you take it out, you are going to be potter unless you actually stored it. If you stored a half a gregor's worth of food, you yourself, then you demonstrated that for you, this is a, an achashav amount. So then, the, the Rabbanon hold, you're going to be chayiv if you store that amount yourself. There's a universal shear that... Correct. But if you have a kegroi grace and you take it out on Shabbos, universally you're chayiv. Now what happens if you have a half a kegroi grace? So then it depends. Normally you would be, you would be a potter. But if you're, that, if you're very um, particular about storing every little bit of food and you would, you yourself would store a half a kegroi of food, then you yourself would be chayiv for taking it out. So now we first are going to address called kosher latzniya. What are we coming to? We're saying anything that's fit to store, anything that you store. What is not fit to store? La fuke mai. What are we saying are things that are not normally stored? Rav Papa Amar la fuke dam nida. That the blood of a nida, that would normally not be stored. Marokva Amar la fuke atse asherah. That is, atse asherah is the tree that was worshipped. Rabbi Dezara, that is something that is aser bahana, so you wouldn't store it. Mandamer dam nida. So the mandamer who holds that dam nida is not something that one would store, so then kol cannot say ashtera. Dam nida has, we'll see in a second, could potentially have some sort of benefit. But atse ashtera is completely aser bahana. What's an atse ashtera? The tree that was worshipped by the Zara. That is aser bahana. You have to burn it down. You're not allowed to have any hana from it. So why are you storing something if you're not allowed to have hana from it? No, you're not. You're not going to have enough from it, so you wouldn't want to leave it around. Mandamar atzayashera. The mandamar who holds that an atzayashera is not normally stored. Avodam nida matznale. However, dam nida he would store it lishunra because cats eat. Apparently, cats eat dam nida. Okay. The edach. The other mandamar says. Marukva says no. You wouldn't even. You wouldn't even keep dam nida around for your cat to eat. And this will be Naftali's line of the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read Rashi here. He holds that no, why wouldn't you give your cat Damnida to eat? Kivan the Cholshe, it makes it makes it weak. Who does it make weak? Not the cat, says Rashi. Rashi says, if you take human blood, damnida, and you give it to a cat to eat, the person who gave the cat the dam to eat becomes weak. And therefore... Is this from the Kabbalah? I'm saying it's not scientific. I, I don't know. So this whole din, this Mishnah, like I quoted to you, it's, it's subject to Machlechus. This is... Shimon. This is not like Rib Shimon. The Rib Shimon, Rib Shimon holds that any shear. So we say the Tanakama holds that there's a universal shear, 
And then if there's a universal share, and if you, anybody carry takes out a universal share, they're going to be chayiv. And then if you take a, if you are matzniah, if you store a smaller share, then you'll be chayiv because you demonstrated to you it's chashiv. Reb Shimon argues. He says that no. He says that butla kol adam. All of the shirim we list are only for the person that is that is matzniah, meaning that you, what just because you store a smaller amount doesn't help. He says that in order to be chayiv. You have to, there's, there's a universal share and everybody, um, there, there is no exceptions to that rule. That that all these shurim were said for somebody who does store it. I'm just imagining if you're a cat and you're partially... Okay, wait, well, let me, let, let's just, do, let's just, let's just do this so we can, we can finish. Let's just finish, we can discuss it afterwards. Let's just finish the, and anything that is not kosher then we said, Now, what we see is this is not just a two-way machlekes between the Tanakama and Reb Shimmin. Um, Reb Lazar, how do like Reb Shimmin and Lazar? This is a different Reb Shimmin, Reb Shimmin and Lazar, who says, he argues on this as well, Detanya, Kal Meshimmin and Lazar, Kol She'ena Kasher Latzniya, Ve'ein Matzniya Kamayu, Ve'hochshulazeh, that he says, not only is, if, not only if someone is Matzniya, does it only apply to them, right? So, for you, there's a normal size, let's say, kagregus for a piece of bread. A half, let's say I go ahead and store a half of kagregus. So we said, even the Tanakam of Shimon holds, doesn't matter what I do, all this year, you have to go according to that. The, ta- the Rabbanon, we said that if I store it, then for me, if I carry it out, then I'm going to be chayiv. Or Shimon Lazar says, no. I go ahead and store it. And you come and you take my half of kagregus of food that I stored, chayiv. So we have here three shittas on the extreme. That what happens when somebody has, a, there's a shear. What happens if someone has less than a shear? On the, the three shittas. Rav Shimon holds that if it's, there's no such thing as less than a shear. doesn't matter if you're Matsnia. doesn't matter. You're not going to be chayef. There's butla daita eitzel kol adam. There's a universal shear to be chayef for itself. There's a, the Chachamim would hold that the person who was Matzniah, the smaller amount, would be Chayiv. And there's a Shimon Alazar who says no, that even another person can be Chayiv for a Shir Pachos um, that was Matzniah. If you take out the item that I was Matzniah, and I was Matzniah, something that was less than the universal Shir, um, he is the other extreme, where Shimon Alazar holds that the, matz, the person who takes it out would be Chayiv, even though the person was not Matzniah it. I will do a quick summary here. Has anybody here seen Tiger King? Okay, one second. So we, we started understanding how do we have Kriya in the Mishkan. We said that if a worm comes in, that they would rip, they would rip it out to even it out and then, and then sew. Rob said that if you pull this central string, uh, the stitching, to tighten it up, then you're going to be Chayev uh, Misham Tfira. We brought the things about learning from a, a, a Mugash, and Rav said it must be a Gadufi. Shmuel says it was a Machashev. Yimichayev Misa, if you learn from them. And um, uh, somebody who's Yodea, Mazolois, somebody who knows the Mazolois, and he does not calculate them, he is going to, uh, it's, 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 you're not allowed to talk to him. Right? It's a bad thing because Mazolis are a Chachmas and you have to publicize it. Hatzad Svi. So we said basically there's three things for consideration here. This Seda, which everybody agrees you're going to be Chayiv. If it dies, the Tanakama holds, you're only Chayiv one for Tzeda. Reb Yossi said you're Chayiv two for Dash. He holds Dash is Shayach Labale Chayim. 
Okay, and the Tanakama holds it's not a problem with Dash because he holds ain't say the Ella Echel. Okay, but according to both of them, you're not going to be chayiv until Shema because you actually want this chilazon to live. To pr- it produces when it's alive, it produces a better, clearer blood. Discuss what shechita. What is the issue? Shechita. Rav says it's mishum tseveya and until Shema. Shmuel says it's only until Shema. We said what's the point of the tseveya? Because this way, at the butcher's market, you can see that the animal was shechted today. We discuss molchay ma'avdei. That's salting two tan hides. Um, we said that they are the same, so therefore you had to take out one, either Malicha or Ma'abdai, and instead insert Sirtut. We had two different, we explained two different words. Sirtut is either for, uh, in order to cut, so use trace lines, or in order to write on it. Um, then we discussed what happens if you're Maliach Basar. So, um, Rabbah said, Maliach Basar, you're going and Ravashi explained that was if you were doing it to preserve it, Rabbah said there's no Ibud Ba'eichlin, we, we discussed mamachek, smoothing, and machatech. So we discussed many other things that were in regards to smoothing, that was shopping. You pat down the earth, you smooth out the earth, uh, pat down a bandage, okay? Um, and then we had things, rushek, klunsus, we said that that was cutting. Um, and then we discussed a bunch of things, and we ventured slightly into makavapatish. We said masates evan, if you engrave a stone, you, uh, you engrave a clee. You etch out, right? You carve out a stone, you engrave a clee, or you re, re-blow some glass, Okay, or you take the uh, the strings, the strands that are hanging. These are all. If if you're makbed about them, they're all uh, makbed patish. We said writing two isis. We said there's a difference between ksiva and uh, and um, writing and erasing. That ksiva, it's dafka two isis. But b'meichek, you're going to be chayiv even if you erase a super large letter. If had the space for two letters, you're going to be chayiv, and that is why one of the ways that that is a way that erasing is more. Uh, is, is more chamer than kaisif. We discussed bayna seiser mechaba maver makavapatish. We discussed makavapatish. What is makavapatish? Which is anything that has a gemar malacha. It's a finishing act. These are the avos malachas. What do you mean? These are the malachas. The fuki rebbe lazar that he was mechayev on toldas makam av. Artana hold that no. If you that if you do a tolda and it's av, you only chayev one. Rebbe lazar holds you're going to be chayev two. And what is the memchas rachas? Why do we have a final count at the end to say thirty nine again? We did not answer Naftali's question, but we did discuss. Um, that is Lafuki Rabbi Yehuda, that he adds two different additional malachas in regards to the weaving process of Shevet and Medaktik. Then we moved on to the of Kashal Matzniya. Um, first we said, what are we excluding? What is something that's not Matzniya? Rabbi said, Damnida, you, you are not Matzniya. And of course, Ashe Atzei Asherah, because that has absolutely no benefit. Marhokva said that you um, don't uh, store Atzei Asherah, but it could be Damnida, you would put away to give to your cat. Okay, and then we explained the Machlekes three different ways of uh, in regards to Matsi and Kamayu, we had the Tanakama holds on one end Lafuki Rebesi says Lafuki Rebbe Shimon that Rebbe Shimon holds that there is you everybody no matter if you're Matsniyat or not you everybody in order to be Chayev there's a universal shear. Our our Tana holds that no it depends there's a universal shear for if you, if you weren't specifically Matsniyat less amount but if you were then the person who was Matsniyat is Chayev and on the flip side Rebbe Shimon Alazar who holds that even if even if I hide something away, you, if you go ahead and carry my item out, even though you didn't hide it, my hiding will work for you. And Tanakama obviously argues on that as well. Okay.